Hey everyone, welcome to Sanctuary Daily. My name is Andrew. We're going to continue. This is part two of a little exploration of uh, Ephesians five fifteen to twenty. Uh, if you're new to the scriptures, Ephesians is a, Ephesians is a letter that was written by uh, the Apostle Paul, someone named Paul, who had planted all of these churches, started all of these outposts of the kingdom, these outposts of the way of Jesus around the Roman Empire. And there was one in the city called Ephesus that he writes to. Uh, and he writes in this passage, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. It's probably pretty obvious why this passage jumped out to me. All this language about time and making the most of every opportunity and being wise, not being foolish about how we live a spirit-filled life uh, in this current moment. So yesterday we talked about wisdom and foolishness. So wisdom is a marker of the spirit-filled life, a life that is dialed in to God, that is awake and aware and that is open, that is aligned with the things of Jesus. The second thing Paul says about this spirit-filled life is that it's a life of urgency. He writes in verse 16, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Psychologist Philip Zimbardo says that the most important assets or the most important commodity any of us have is time. How you view your time, he says, determines the outlook of your life. He basically goes on to say that each of us has an orientation to how we view time. If you're stuck in the past, you miss out on the future. If you're only, if you only think about the future, you forget about who you are and the story that you're a part of, you won't live well. Uh, modern day psychologists talk a lot about the centrality of viewing time appropriately. Thousands and thousands of years ago, Moses uh, wrote, Teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Our life is a breath. He says you can get get money back, you can get health back, but you can't get time back. This made me a bit curious about how we actually spend our lives. Uh, I found that uh, about 22,000 hours sleeping is what the average a person spends uh, in their lifetime 32,000 hours eating, 90,000 hours working, 28,000 hours online, uh, 80,000 uh, watching or so watching TV, 12,000 cleaning, 26 years sleeping, 13 years listening to music, eight and a half years shopping. Uh, funny enough, only 117 days having sex. Um, (laughs) that's like 0.5% of our lives, which is interesting considering the amount of interest, um, that our culture has on this. Anyway, I digress. Uh, in, uh, modern culture, men spend about four months of their lives shaving. Women spend a year and a half of their lives deciding what to wear. The typical person will spend two years, um, meetings at work. Uh, two whole years are lost on recovering from hangovers on the average. <laughs> the point in all this is that anybody who is filled with the Holy Spirit, anybody who is dialed in, 
will have a revelation of the importance of time and they will live with a sense of urgency. When it comes to time, we we can use it. Obviously, we can invest it. But I would submit to you that when you become a follower of Jesus, you, you begin to redeem the time. The idea of redeeming the time here with Paul is this idea of buying back. The verb that's used uh, here is the Greek word, the same word that's an economic term that actually means to redeem a commodity that's been in bondage. It was most commonly used at that time in buying a slave and then liberating that slave so they could go free. So I wonder if what Paul's getting at here uh, is, is that you, as Christians, basically like what we like used to do with our time living for ourselves or living for less than less than good, less than beautiful pleasures, um, for things that, that truly didn't matter, uh, that's not how you're to live anymore. Now that you have an understanding of the opportunities in front of us, of this new reality of living in this kingdom of God and this life of heaven now, uh, the opportunities to bear witness to this larger story, to the gospel, um, you, you don't live the same patterns that you did before. I think we know this when all of a sudden we uh, adopt a very different set of values, a different idea about the world. Uh, it changes the way we think about our time. I had a friend uh, who donated 90 hours of his life to like a project. He had spent, he had this moment where he realized he had watched like seven seasons, 15 one-hour episodes of a show. Uh, and he just, he looked at that and he thought, oh my gosh, I spent close to 90 hours of my life just watching this show. And so he, he stopped and committed that time that he had used then to something redemptive. He ended up writing a book that's helping people in the way of Jesus. It was this little experiment. Like, what could I do with that amount of time um, for the kingdom of God and not just taking in entertainment? Um. And so one of the questions I have, right, this would be an example of redeeming the time. So a question that I, I try to ask myself often is like, how do I leverage where I'm at? Like, what has God put in my heart that gives me life? What opportunities do I have? What season am I in? How do I leverage where I'm at to make a contribution to the kingdom of God? Uh, Jonathan Edwards, when he was 20, uh, he wrote a list of 70 rev- resolutions by which he wanted to live his life by. And he said, and one of his resolutions was to resolve never to lose one moment of time, but to improve it in the most profitable way that he possibly could. Minute by minute, event after another. But kairos means like a season. So he uses this word kairos for time. Uh, it's the same word that when Jesus says like the time has come, uh, to repent and believe, like the time has come for for this monumental moment to happen. He's using that word kairos. It's not just another moment. It's like a, a season. There is a, a timely event happening. And so I think then we, we need to ask ourselves, what season are we in right now and how do we leverage that? Make the most of this moment. If you're single right now, how do you leverage your singleness for the kingdom of God? Because when you're single, there's things that you can do that you can't do when you're married. If you're married, how do you leverage your marriage for the kingdom of God? Because there are things that you can do when you're married that you can't do when you're single. And if you have children, um, if you have children, how do you leverage your parenting in this season for the kingdom of God? Because when you have kids, there are things that you can do and can't do that you couldn't do before. (laughs) When you're dating, how do you leverage your dating relationship? When you're in a pandemic, 
which is a, is a Kairos moment we're in right now, which actually on Sunday, Sarah's going to share a bit about this. Like, how do we leverage this? We should be so strategic with our time and leveraging that. As we've been talking about in this teaching series, New Normal, I think it'd be a shame if we, if we didn't uh, redeem this time. So many of us, maybe when we move to the city, um, maybe some of you listening to this are in school right now, um, most of us moved here, we had a vision for our, our, our work, our vocation, our career. We have a vision for our financial goals and our career outcome. Do we have a plan for our soul? Do we have a plan? I want to encourage you, like bake into your thinking, what is my plan for my spiritual formation? How am I going to take advantage of this? I want to come out of this knowing the scriptures more, knowing God's promises more, deepening my prayer life. Sometimes all of that doesn't even rely as much as we think on chronos time, on, on just the hours we have in the day. There are things that God can teach us in a moment, in an instant, in limited time with all sorts of limitations and boundaries. If we have eyes to see, if we are thinking, how can I make the most of the time? How can I redeem the time? This is an opportunity that that we have when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We, We begin to live in wisdom, and part of that wisdom is looking at our time is numbering our days, is remembering where a vapor is taking advantage of of constraints or taking advantage of opportunities. I I pray this doesn't sort of induce um, some sort of shame or anxiety that I also know is floating around right now. Like I got to do this and I got to write my book and I've got to get fitter and I got to learn Spanish. I know many of us um, are in survival mode, it feels like most of the day. But even in that survival mode, the follower of Jesus filled with the Spirit will see the opportunities for redeeming the time, for for growth and expansion or for service and for generosity. I encourage you, if you're in that camp, try not to get hung up on the hours you have in the day, but the mindset and the lens of, oh, I know that God is with me and speaking, and so how might I redeem the time? Hope you're having a great day today. Peace be with you.